This is the weekend sound, the best way to kickstart your weekend. Coming from the great state of New Jersey, I'm your host. My name's Jackson. Let's get fired up for the weekend. What's going on, everybody? It's almost the weekend. It's Thursday night. A little odd for us. I know I'm I'm trying to have these episodes out on Friday. Tomorrow's a travel day for me. I'm going to be away this weekend. So we had to do it tonight. Had to get it out. Had to get this week's uh, you know episode episode out. We didn't want to miss an episode though. Episode so Thursday it is. Uh, I figured let's start with a, a week recap for me. I had a couple acting auditions this week. Uh, they were both online vir- uh, virtual auditions, but they were the kind you send in, which are becoming more common now. You know, it sort of started with auditions going online and you'd be on Zoom with someone, but now it's pretty common to, to just send in a self-tape and just send it over to, to whoever wants it. Uh, so I auditioned for a short film where I would be an abusive boyfriend, which is great. You know, I might not even need to act in that role. That might just... No, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> the other role was just to be a narrator in a commercial. So if you talk about two ends of the spectrum... I'm trying to cover it all, I'm trying to show my versatility as an actor and take on as many different roles as possible. And for any aspiring actors, I think that's a good path to take in the beginning. You know, that's sort of what I'm doing, uh, trying out everything and then figuring out what you like, uh, how people like you, and then, you know, heading in whatever direction you want to go from there. There's no pressure to, to fulfill a certain niche as an actor straight from the beginning, I think. But what do I know? What else happened this week? Uh, talk about a little college football. Ohio State lost uh, to Michigan. I know that was the first time in a long time. Bummer for my family. We're a big Ohio State family. My sister went there, graduated a couple years ago. So Ohio State was knocked to seven uh, in the national rankings. And for those who don't know, in college football, only the top four teams make it. So that was a huge loss. Pretty devastating. Uh, some good news this week. I am officially going to Penn State this spring. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to having a football team to root for other than the Jets. Although I do root for, for Ohio State. But I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a weird position now. I'm not there yet. But if I'm there and I stay there and I like it, which I'm hoping I do, that's going to be my, my team, you know. Some more updates this week. Uh, crypto tough tough week for crypto i think that was sort of a result of new strains of covid um you know coming around or whatever but crypto dropped bad uh dipped for a while but you know we've had a a decent comeback the past couple days hopefully something we can sustain we're moving in the right direction for those who don't know i'm sure i've talked about it on here by now or i think i have i'm a huge ethereum guy if anyone asks me what, what crypto to invest in, Ethereum is my first answer. So for for people who you know know a lot about crypto, they understand the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything else. Basically, if you're thinking of Bitcoin as a store of value, um, you know a lot of people will will toss around the term digital gold because that's essentially what it is. Ethereum is. Uh, I've heard comparisons to it being called digital oil, 
some people say digital silver. Basically, there are more uses than just a store of value. You can actually build and create uh, on the Ethereum network, the Ethereum blockchain, which I don't fully understand. I get the idea. Essentially, it has more applications. Uh, nothing I would use, but as an investor, it just tells you there's more potential uses in the future. Um, and there are other coins, you know, trying to do the same thing. But right now, Ethereum is the biggest one. I mean, it's the biggest crypto besides Bitcoin. It's the second second overall in market cap. So I'm an Ethereum guy looking for on 100 times profit from here. That's the dream. I'm not selling anytime soon. One, uh, I know, I think the one coin that didn't get devastated this week was Shiba Inu, which for those who don't know, I absolutely hate <laughs> because I am a, a Dogecoin holder, although it's not a lot of money. It's more just for fun. And, you know, Dogecoin sort of blew up the past year and then people get tired of things so quickly or whatever and move on to the next best thing. They dropped Doge for Shiba Inu, which wasn't even clever. They just took the the breed of the dog that Dogecoin is based off of and created their own coin. So I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Not happy with it. Not rooting for Shiba. You heard it here first. If you're invested, get out. I'm telling you. It's not the place to be. <laughs> uh, you know, just going on some more weekly updates. I've been working a lot on my uh, company, It Magazine, which I've talked about on the pod for sure. It's, uh, I've been grinding on it, you know, both on the computer, you know, typing away and, and doing whatever needs to be done, but also just brainstorming about the future of the company and the direction I want to go in, uh, you know, the, the sort of content I want to focus on. And obviously, I'm in the super early stages of this thing. Um, but I sort of like the idea uh, of creating a, a digital media company. So nothing in print, you know, nothing physical that you could hold, uh, but a, a content collective. So all over social media, digital magazines, the focus, and then blogs, podcasts, video clips, all sorts of different things. That's the direction that I want to go in. So originally this podcast was made separately to It Magazine as you know two different endeavors of mine. I really would not be surprised if at some point in the future, the near future, I sort of make the, the weekend sound just affiliated uh, to It Magazine and then maybe even create more podcasts for It Magazine. Because uh, it sort of seems like a good overarching um, company. Like if It Magazine's the umbrella, and then I have a couple different podcasts within the umbrella. It seems great. It seems great. It seems like a good business plan. Uh, you know, it's sort of the direction I want to go in. A lot of room to expand. A lot of different directions we can go in. So a lot of exciting stuff is coming in that realm. Uh, so that's a lot to look forward to. Speaking of It Magazine... I just wrote uh, a blog post about Netflix gaming. Pretty interesting stuff for those who don't know. Essentially, Netflix announced, uh, you know, they're they're delving into the the gaming world. So anyone who has a Netflix subscription, 
and a device will be able to play Netflix games. Uh, their, their launch was a little underwhelming. They released five games. And I will admit, I haven't played any of the games yet, but I did watch YouTube videos and research the games, so I understand how they how they play, how they work, how they look, how in-depth they are versus arcade style. So I have a pretty good understanding. And Netflix has a, a good mix of arcade style games and you know more serious in-depth games. They're all sort of that mobile, uh, you know, mobile friendly. It's nothing to rival, you know, Xbox or PC games. But I think they've got a decent shot of finding success or creating success, rather. What Netflix needs to do to be successful in the gaming world is leverage all the advantages they have already as a company rather than coming in blind as just a big name that's going to create games in this massive industry. The way to do it is to, to take their exclusive content library and create games based off of those TV shows and movies that they hold the rights to. So a game developer can't make a game based on a Netflix exclusive uh, without Netflix's permission. So what Netflix is doing is saying, rather than giving you permission, we're just going to go ahead and create the games ourselves. And that's brilliant. Where Netflix could go wrong with this endeavor is wasting time and money on arcade-style games or even in-depth in games that don't have anything to do with Netflix's original content. Because they're hopping in a, a very competitive industry you know, with no competitive edge if they take that path. And, you know, they're going to waste a lot of time and money. So the way to do it is leverage their exclusive content library, which I think they will. I sort of feel like this launch where everything wasn't based on their content was just to test the waters, dip the toe in, see how they're feeling, see how people react. But I think from here, they have a pretty obvious direction where they're going. And I think it's a smart business decision. Although I don't know if I see myself you know, playing these games. If something really great comes out and people are talking about it, I'll try it out. But Netflix for me is TV shows and movies, and I think that's how it's going to stay for me. I watch a lot of Netflix while I eat. Not like dinner with my family, but if I'm alone and I go out and pick up Jersey Mike's or pick up Panera or something, Netflix is pretty much my go-to. Recently, I've been re-watching Friday Night Lights, it's, you know, normally I don't watch shows multiple times, but it was so long ago that I watched it that I was drawn back in and it feels like I'm watching it for the first time because I really don't have a great memory of everything that happens. So that's my, my show right now. That's what I watch while I eat, you know, lunch if I'm alone or whatever, but I'll watch that at night too and I'm nearing the end, so I'm in trouble because I don't know what I'm going to do once it's over. That horrible feeling of finishing a TV show that your life has been based around for the past couple weeks. The other, the other thing I'll, I'll consider when I'm eating is watching YouTube. I, for me, YouTube is high risk, high reward as a, as a consumer because I don't use it enough to have a great uh, subscriber to have a great content uh, library through my subscriptions because I just don't know 
you know, a ton of YouTubers. I'm not subscribed to 100 and I don't open it and want to watch everything I see. So I might waste 10 or 15 minutes just looking around for a video that I actually want to watch. So it's a risk for me, you know. I think if you don't watch YouTube often, it takes a little bit to find something you want to see. Whereas if you watch all the time, or if you know what you want to watch, you can just open that app and you're good to go, baby, you know. It's showtime. A, a YouTuber who's pretty consistent for me is Mr. Beast. You pretty much know what you're getting with Mr. Beast. I just watched his Squid Game video the other day, and the quality of his content is pretty incredible. The way it's filmed, the, the, the mics and cameras and everything is so high-end, it feels like you're watching a TV show, especially Squid Games, which he called Mr. Beast Games in his case, because it literally is based off of a movie. And it was so good. 25 minutes flew by right before my eyes. You know, Mr. Beast, he is a, a, a pretty amazing story. Um, he, you know, has, has done a few content switches, you know, in the way he, you know, in the way he makes content. He, uh, you know, plays video games. He, I think part of what makes Mr. Beast so successful is he provides entertainment. He gives away huge sums of money, which is just fantastic to the people he's giving it away to. And it's also interesting just to watch when you know so much is on the line. And he does a lot of philanthropic work and, and creates videos for good causes, like cleaning up the oceans and planting trees. That creates an enormous viewer base that just thinks he's a great guy. Everyone loves Mr. Beast and enjoys his content because he's doing all those things. That's what makes him so special. An example of Mr. Beast, you know, doing something that everyone likes. He talks about PewDiePie a lot, who has 110 million subscribers. And the big conversation is, can Mr. Beast catch PewDiePie? Can he catch PewDiePie? And Mr. Beast, you know, hearing all this, he he starts lobbying, or not lobbying, he starts advertising for PewDiePie. And I think he went to the Super Bowl with a subscribe to PewDiePie sign, and he's telling all the subscribers they got to follow him and subscribe and watch him and all this stuff. That's him being an unselfish creator and just being a great member of the community. And that's what makes, you know, a great YouTuber. He is the whole package, and it's just awesome, awesome to watch. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Weekend Sound. Have a great weekend. I'm out.